Hello. Coming off. Okay. I'm like, why isn't my thing coming off? Hello there. How are you? I'm good. I'm in my closet. I wanted to have the meeting today. My closet in honor of your book and personal style. Yes. We're going to start promptly at 7. I wanted. To, I always start early because I know they got to give a chance for people to tell them um, that I'm on live. But. Yes. Thank you for that post. I reshared. So excited. Yes. I hope you're excited. We're going to have a nice little discussion. I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you guys are joining in, we will be talking about a couple of the shopper types that I have listed in my book, as well as some strategies. So we will be starting at seven. I just wanted people to come on in. And we will definitely be starting at 7. Love it. How's your day, though? It's been wonderful, actually. Thank you. I actually got my makeup done for this event. Did you? Really? Yeah. And he he came to my office in Hartford on Pratt Street. And it was fabulous. I always feel like I'm getting pampered when I get my makeup done. So it's fun. It's been a super, super long day for me because <laughs> I'm trying to finish out these proposals that I had that's due tomorrow. And then, um, yeah, it's just a lot of, like, changes. I'm, like, still doing on the back end and the deadline. So, yeah. But it's a good, it's a it's like a good, like, good refresh. I know the direction is going to be amazing. These changes are needed due to, yeah, the direction I'm going in. So, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I feel good. It's not like I'm burnt out or anything. It's just a lot of like homework and just mind numbing things and contacting folks. It's like taking that time to really prioritize your time intentionally. I feel that with back to school and my son and work and business. It's okay. Wait a minute. How do we like prioritize this? So we're intentional and focused on the things we do and we don't feel that anxiousness of like not being able to finish and accomplish things so right uh, but yeah other than that i mean the labor day is about to be coming so i'm gonna definitely be some i mean all this stuff is going to be done or the deadline is like right before labor day so i mean it's it's well needed yeah so september i'm definitely going to be like outside outside and i heard it uh, i'm in connecticut but i heard it's going to be beautiful labor day weekend like 90s on monday yeah i love love the warm weather like I really love the hot weather I lived in Miami and everybody's like how do you how did you do and I'm like I don't know I just really love I love the sun like I could sit in the sun I showered a lot because I don't like feeling like sweaty and icky but you know I like the sun like I'm the sun type of girl I like the sun but I like fall fall is my favorite time of year because there's so many more accessories that you can have with your outfit so mm -hmm. oh girl I love coats I love scarves I love boots right. so for me it's like the Perfect day is a nice fall weather day when I can show my exterior look and interior look are two different. Yeah. So I'm excited, but I'm excited either way. Yeah, it's going to be live and see, I'm just around great people. So why not? Love it. I'm just trying to find the right like positioning. I've been moving my thing around. Hey, girl. Waving at folks. Yay. All right. 
So let's get this nice little party started. Yes. Welcome to What Your Means, the conversation series. And today I have Tiffany. Hey, girl. Hi. You know, you know, sidebar, sidebar has nothing to do with this book. Every Tiffany that I know is like crazy. <laughs> Every Tiffany that I come across, crazy not in a bad way, but just like, oh, let's have fun. So I've never met a Tiffany I didn't like, and I feel that we are crazy, but in all the best ways, because that's what life is. We put color yes. in people's, you know, rainbow. That's how yes. I Yes, you sound like one of the Tiffany's that I know. Yes, you guys. <laughs> I know. We're, but it's not a bad thing. But, um, yes. We're extra, but in all the best ways. Yes. <laughs> so we have Tiffany. She's in Connecticut. We just met, so this is a great candidate, because last week we had a fashion professional. I had to have her on my show, because I was on her show, but... Now we have someone who is not in the fashion industry, so people can see and just get a more insight or tools on what is going on. But today's topic, we will be talking about shopping strategies and shopping types. Hello? I know a lot of people kind of just questioning me like, oh, you do personal styling. Do you do color? That was one of your questions. Someone else is like, do you do shopping? Do you do shopping with your client? I'm just like... Yeah, that comes at the end, but like, what what's going on in the back end? Like, what are you? Do you know what type of shopper you are? Do you, are you a spender? Are you a saver? Are you uh like, oh, I don't know, I just you know just buy whatever, and I'm just like, oh no 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 no, we have to dissect every little thing because yes, yeah, this your your wardrobe is what you're doing every day. So we are going to read a passage from my book. It is the section where I talk about the different types of shoppers. I have eight listed in my book, but I'm going to go over three today. I'm obsessed with your book cover. I can't <laughs> wait to first signed copy. It's already a beautiful book that I'd love to put as a coffee table book, like gorgeous. So great job on that. And I can't wait it's to been It's been an extremely long journey with that book. Um, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> When this is like, probably like simmer down like my emotions, but yeah, it's just been a long journey. Yeah. Just putting the get putting the book together, putting people together, um, and delegating and putting my visions. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, 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 it's your birth. It's another baby. It's your baby. Your book. Your public author. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yes. So. Thank you so much for the compliment. It's been a long journey, girl. <laughs> so let's get into, I'm going to get into one at a time. So I'm going to read a passage from the sporadic shopper, and then I'm going to stop and then see if this is you. We're going to see if this is you. Do you resonate with it or not? All right. The sporadic shopper. From our youth, we are used to planning our wardrobes based on occasions. We buy a graduation outfit. We buy a going away for the summer at wardrobe. We go to a shopping spree to get everything for college. And of course, we buy new dresses when we begin new chapters in our lives. This basic approach stays with us throughout our lives and is capitalized by retail businesses. Think about all the sale events that happen. Often the, the decision to buy something new is more for our psychological ben benefit than for our uh, physical need. 
Social media and retail stores exploit the psychology of a sporadic shopper to stimulate them to shop several times a year. And with social media integrating shopping tools and ads where you can buy with less hassle, the problem intensifies. The more you're in the store or on social media, the greater the chance you'll buy something. Most sporadic shoppers have a great deal more in common than their overcrowded closets. In my experience with many clients from different walks of life, I have found that the most common problem they have is finding the right garment for a given occasion without spending a lot of time and money. They have a feeling of boredom when they discuss what they have at home in their closet and imagine that other women have much more exciting clothes to wear and are competing with, with them for a fashion moment on Instagram. It is this attitude that sends them to the stores for a day of shopping other than just for something to do. Now, is this you? This is definitely me. Because I definitely feel that need that when there is an important event or milestone, I need to go shopping. I got a new job. I need to go shopping. It's back to school. I need to go shopping. And it's infectious it's like an addiction and i love it but i also understand that i need to fall in love with my closet again right. <laughs> and know that there are certain pieces that can be repurposed and to be honest i'm that exact example of you're seeing with social media where mm -hmm. when it hit i had no ability to go shopping so i leveraged amazon and these influencers who i love because they were able to try on clothes i didn't get to and i just clicked a button and it showed up at my door <laughs> so right I had to I had to mute some of these girls that I love following because I couldn't control myself. Mm -hmm. um, psychological like addiction to wanting to shop online when I saw someone's wearing something that I wanted to wear too. So help me unravel that and how I can be better at not not yes. being a sporadic shopper or what are the what are the benefits of being one i guess because i guess it makes me feel like i'm contributing back to the economy and that's usually what i say to make myself feel <laughs> so the good thing about sporadic shoppers i would say when i go in they usually are like well do i need to buy anything else do i need to buy anything else and a lot of the times you guys have like the stuff there and right. when you do when i do like the body shape assessment and we identify what your body shape is and then i explain to you and provide you with a visual aid of what is flattering for your body shape because it's all about proportion. Your body shape is a shape and then your your clothes conform to it. So it, things need to be proportioned, which is, I explain that as well in like chapter two. Um, so when we go in, your, when I go in your closet, a lot of the times you have the stuff in your closet. So you don't really need to buy the stuff. And once we, once we like go through and say, you have all the stuff or this goes with your body shape, as well as with your career, as well as with whatever you want. Like I always ask like, what's your priorities? What are your three priorities? What are your top three? Is it is it dating, career, you know, yourself, like wh whatever. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Um, I would ask you what your priorities are and then we would base it off of that. And then once we do that, mm -hmm. then um, then we would go into the whole inventory of your closet. We wow. got to cut 
everything to see. So it's pretty much you got to see what you have. You got to so true. So true. And I found that I had to put. You're on mute. You're still on mute. You're on mute. Think we lost her. All right, we're back. From Miami, she's Cuban and she keeps calling me. And she's <laughs> 85 years old, so I, I think she just wants to talk to my grandson. And you know, that she's technology, so I'm like, right. oh my god, I didn't tell her about today. She keeps calling me, so I apologize about that. But what I wanted to say is, yes, I got to a point where I kept shopping and I knew I had things and I wanted to put things away for seasons, so I started. Um, putting my season clothes away so that I could see everything I had for that season. And that was very helpful to me because you're right. We forget what we have. And then all of a sudden we're buying things like five pairs of them. And we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe and I had, still have, had the tag on like four of them. Yes, exactly. So that was something that you're so right. Seeing all your clothes is so vital to knowing what you have to work with. And when everything's put away, even folded, it's just not the same because you don't know when you're thinking about your inspiration. And for me, my three importance are being a mom, being a career woman, I'm a healthcare executive, and then also um, being a fabulous girl boss, boss babe. Okay. When I want to go out and have those moments and those outfits, like those are my three looks I always right. think of been going out but yeah that's seeing what you have and then also the in-betweens like being a mom and having two c-sections and not looking good like you did pre-kids in your clothes and then right. not wait those clothes because you're like one day i'll fit into them yeah <laughs> area where it's like how long do you hold on to something until you feel okay it's time to let it go so what would you say i would love to hear your opinion <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned that um, I got really influenced when I read this book by Dr. Jennifer Bomb, um, Gut, it's something Bomb something, it's like a long name, but she is a psychologist, a doctor, um, and she bridges fashion with, um, fashion with like, like psychology, like the behavioral traits. So I got into that because um, I noticed that people were having such an emotional um, attachment and I wanted to know more um, not only because I want to help my clients but I'm also I have background I have a degree in health so I'm always intrigued to dig a little bit more in depth than another um, personal stylist so that book helped me kind of just analyze that some people have a little bit more um, attachment because I was going to dig in more and asking you where did that come from you know some women they'll say I don't want to wear pink like I hate wearing pink and that can stem from an emotion that they had when they were little girls because their mom made them wear pink all the time right so now they want to stay away so me reading some to say that me reading that book which I mentioned in my book that that helped me kind of just understand more and really kind of just unravel certain questions i mean i can ask it but in like my regular styling consulting um sessions like i have to dig into those questions as someone would say like why this one lady said why are you being so nosy and i'm just like well girl you want me to it's help you or like 
And I love that because it's so true. So I came from a very old school Spanish family and I was the oldest girl, only girl. And I wasn't allowed to wear high heels till I was 18 years old. So the minute my mom said I could, I never stopped wearing heels. I mean, I was at college campuses walking miles in my heels, which is probably why I have great calves, the only part of my body that I really love. But it was because I was denied something for so long and I felt like I attached this sense of like adulthood to it that you will never catch me never wearing heels and I always throughout my life I'm like well how can I wear a great pair of heels with that and I know now as I get older I probably not be able to wear heels as often because when I was pregnant with my two kids I couldn't wear heels because my Mm. feet got pregnant swollen okay yeah Yeah, and they grew half a size no one tells you that so FYI for all I didn't know that when you have a kid some of the side effects which is the birth of life is amazing but your shoe can grow half a size so all of my wow. beautiful half shoes i had to give away because i then became a size nine oh, shoe. <laughs> i've never heard of that yeah i've never heard of that it's a thing and it's wow. horrible yeah it's your feet get wider things happen your yeah i've heard wider mm-hmm. oh yours got wide. did it get longer or wider they got wider so okay, then you Okay, I hear that yeah. from the swelling. Grow <laughs> more. Okay. Tighter, so those beautiful heels that they make that are so Narrow. small and slender, they can't fit you anymore. Those eight and a halfs, yeah. So now I'm a size five. Uh, uh, nine. I know. Oh, okay. So that's one of the things where I associated high heels with fun, with like adulthood, and with being me. And even in my dating situation, I dated short guys in college, but then I said. Wait, I can't ever wear heels if I date a short guy. So right. I decided I'm not going to marry anyone unless they're taller than me so I can wear my heels. And that was a factor that went into my relationship, mm. which my husband is much taller than me. So I'm so happy. <laughs> I can wear the highest heels I want. I'll never tell. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So it's so funny how you talk about psychology and how we get attached to things or create our personal style. Yeah. Items and the little influences. A lot of the yeah, we get so we're so influenced when we're eight from one from when we were born to when we're eighteen because we're so around our parents, our families, and then when we yeah blossom into adulthood, it's like man, I could do this, I could do this, but yet some of your you know decision factors are based on some of the things that you you weren't having in your past, and now you want to fill that void. And and not even mentioning like old school, my favorite thing used to be getting home and opening Lucky Magazine mm-hmm. or Teen Vogue and like seeing what the trends were and what the styles right. were. Now so much print is gone. So we really rely on social media for the inspiration that mm-hmm. we see. And like those cult followings where all of a sudden you see everyone wearing like, I remember like the, the tote bag that everyone had the yes. tote bag and then you saw it everywhere. Uh, so it's just, I, I get to a point when I see everyone wearing something, unless mm-hmm. it's like extremely functional for me and comfortable, I won't buy it because now I see everyone wearing it and it's no, I no longer feel unique or different. Too, yeah. The masses have it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once you got to Chinatown, it wasn't cool anymore. Kind of a thing. Yes. So there's like a fine kind of like how to be a trendsetter. Um, mm-hmm. Kardashian came out with that article that she's like, I started the biker shorts at leisure. No, she did not. <laughs> she did not. Okay, please educate us because no. I told Kim Kardashian started that look yes, and everyone first biker shorts.
shorts formally. And I, and I just, you know, well, so how do you, how do you wear something? So a lot of times, and my girlfriends will share this with you. Well, I will, I, I like a fashion statement piece mm -hmm. where I really need to like be a wow factor or conversation topic, because as a publicist, I love any opportunity to engage in conversation and connect with people mm -hmm. at the same time, as I'm growing and evolving in my career, as well as being a woman, People say sometimes certain items that you wear, like jewelry, can come across as um, not elegant or you know right. not. So how do you how do you balance? Like, well, I love a chunky necklace and I love glitter and I love you mm -hmm. know be a better quality like gold or sim simple. But I also need to understand that there's time and place for that. So I would love your opinion on that too because sometimes I just want to wear my hot pink headband. Mm -hmm. my necklace and like go all out for like you know picking up my kid from an event or going to to dinner with girls but also seeing how are people perceiving me wearing things like that uh well all, it depends on the on the place like where are you where are you wearing it so you you you're picking up your child so it's not anything like where you're getting prejudged but is it a place where you might bump into a co-worker or someone you're um have a client underneath your belt i don't know it's it's those are questions you need to ask, but um, yes, that's all subjective. Everyone's style is subjective. If your outfit is not so much going on, I think it's a great combination to have the hot pink and the statement necklace, and then your outfit is just the the blank canvas, as I would say. But um, um well, like you know how, how clear bags are really in now. Mm -hmm. Brought a clear bag to work one day, and I had a couple board meetings, and people are like, "Why are you wearing a clear bag like you're working at the mall?" And I was like, "Oh, well, they're really trendy now." Yeah, and it, yeah, no, that's not very like accepted in the corporate world. I, mm -mm. No, mm -hmm. so that's what I'm saying. As a healthcare executive, I find that I want to try all the fun trends. How do I incorporate them in a way that <laughs> will still for the health field, there is like no wiggle room. That is like corporate. That is like true corporate. Um, not even for like happy hours. I know. I would I... use those for like girls' night outs or right. when you were at the the conventions. Um, that are not like healthcare, but yeah, healthcare is like very cookie cutter. It is. It is very cookie cutter. Needs to talk about how to improve our HR policies about even like different hair colors or how we can, you know, potentially let people express their style because it's all very um, safety focused. But yeah, mm -hmm. healthcare is, is definitely not on the upcoming trends of fashion. Yeah, no, it will not. So I want to go into number two type that I have. Okay. So the second, the second uh, one I'm going to read is the impulsive shopper. Let's see if this is you or anyone out there that's, that's watching. You fall into this category if you buy what you see and not what you need. Buy any piece of clothing on impulse and without planning. Nine out of ten times, you will regret it. You have to learn how to curb impulsive buying, get better mileage for your clothes, and buy clothes You'll, you'll actually wear for your lifestyle. One of the ways to do this is to decide which outfit in your wardrobe, in your wardrobe, the new piece will be matched with even before whipping out your credit card. You should apply this rule to every purchase. In these hard times of economy uncertainty, you owe it to yourself and your bank account to buy wisely. 
Learn how to identify and manage your spending triggers can help you get to the root cause of your shopping problem. Our emotions are the primary reason for impulsive purchases. Buying stuff makes mm -hmm. us feel good in the moment. Stress, boredom, FOMO, which is fear of missing out, and even a reason to celebrate can trigger us to impulse buy. Now is this you? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I have major FOMO all the time. And since why since so why do you feel like you are why do you feel like you're missing out? Like what what are you missing out on? So I'm a very social person and then COVID happened and I couldn't see people anymore. So I needed a different way to feel that joy. And I felt like being able to buy something that I saw that was exciting or useful or functional made me feel that same feeling when I <laughs> was missing out on events. But I really would love to work on that because it is not good for my bank account in full shopping. And a lot of times I'll buy something and I don't want to return it because it's too cumbersome. So I'll just give it to a girlfriend <laughs> or someone else. And then we just like swap things. Or I used to love styling my friends for fun. So I said, well, you know what? So-and-so, we have events coming up. We'll get ready together. So I know this will look great on her. Or I'll bring some outfits when I go on girls' trips, too. So it's always fun when I bring extra clothing for people so they can... Sometimes when you pack and you're very limited to what you can bring, for me, I'm that girl that will bring two suitcases for a five-day trip. <laughs> one back for shoes, one for clothes, and you never know what you could possibly happen. Maybe that's what it is, because you never know what could possibly happen. So you got to be prepared for all things. So how many outfits, how many, how many, okay, so say you have this blouse on, the one that you have on right now, because that's the okay. one that I can see and everyone else can see. Yeah. How many pants or skirts can you pair that top with in your closet? Probably a lot. How, I need an exact number. We need, we need numbers. Okay, like 10. 10? 10. 10. Yeah. You sure? Maybe more. How many other tops can you pair with the top and the bottom? How many other tops? What do you mean? Like, since since I can't see them, like, what can you pair the other tops that you have in your closet with other stuff? Can you mix oh. and match? So I'm here in my closet, and I hear this is a lot of my tops mm -hmm. and skirts. So, yes, I do. Mixing matching is a thing, but I definitely don't do it enough or well enough when certain materials I want for different things. Why do you need certain materials? What do you do? Like if I'm going to a beach or a very tropical area, I, there are certain tops that would go with the bottoms, but they won't necessarily fit the environment for the temperature. So I don't want to be too hot. So there's, you know, the fabric and the material that I have to take into consideration as well. And layering if I need to take something off or on if I'm going from office to evening. So that's another reason why I feel like if I have a look in mind for something, I want to just keep that look together. And then I'll just put another look together for another event. And that's how I end up packing way too much. <laughs> right. So are you knowledgeable about the fabric content on what is compatible with what? No, no. <laughs> I just buy what looks good on me, I think, and what I find to be, you know, comfortable. Comfort is a big priority for me. I will only not comfort if it's a special event like a gala or a wedding or I know I'm going to something that I have to take pictures so I'm only wearing this temporarily for an hour or so so I, I really take comfort into consideration when it comes to my outfits oh, okay 
what is like comfortable like soft luxurious Soft, luxurious. I also like um, things that are easy to take off and on for bathroom breaks, you know? Okay. I love a good jumpsuit, don't get me wrong. Right. But if I'm glam, I'm not getting naked in a bathroom. Yes. That is the downside of a jumpsuit, especially if you had too many drinks. They need to invent, like, the jumpsuit with the little, like, flap so girls can, like, you know, zip off, zip on. Kids, like, I have to be more practical because <laughs> I go yes. out with little kids. <laughs> so unfortunately, jumpsuits and me are not in, you know, we're not meshing right now. But for me, it's like two pieces, tops that accentuate my, uh, my assets and when I'm not in a healthcare conservative world and then comfort for shoes. So because I loved wearing heels and I wasn't allowed to wear heels till I was 18, I developed, you know, some discomfort with wearing heels a long time. So for me now I'm about heels that are comfortable, but still stylish. Like, okay. whole yeah. Are you aware, are you aware of your body shape? Do you know if you're a triangle, a pair? Hourglass figure, thankfully. So I have hours. Yes. Okay, and how would you describe your style in three words? Um, I would say it would be classic with a bit of eccentric. <laughs> like, I will wear a fuzzy vest mm -hmm. or a one-off type of extravagant one-off shoulder dress. But I also like, as a go to every day you sound <laughs> like you don't know which side to be i that's it's my, like an oxymoron that's my i i i have too many personalities for my yes. fashion and like one day i want to wear cowboy boots like i have beaut these like I, I i guess i should just come over and show you but I have these gorgeous glittery cowboy boots that I would love to wear to so work. That is not simple. No. Oh, and like I have these fun boots. So like that's where I'm saying like I want to try and be avant-garde with certain looks, but also I have to understand the crowd and the scene and where I'm going and how that's going to be I perceived. Know, but I'm asking what you define your personal style. And it's like all over the place. The inconsistency. It is. It is. And it you is. have too many options, and I think the op the too many options are just giving you inconsistency and confusion. Yes, that's true. I have a lot of options because I'm an impulse buyer and I'm a sporadic buyer, so it, it's hard for me to hone in on my look and my brand. I need yes. help. <laughs> Do you at least know what you want in life, as in not to do with wardrobe but what do you like aiming for are you aiming to have like an empire are you aiming to keep your husband still attracted to you like what are you aiming for as in like your life mission uh my life mission be happily married raising my two kids loving christ and having a successful career as a healthcare executive and building my brand monarch pr okay. to be someone who people look up to as a female executive who's well respected in her industry okay yeah okay being in the health industry it it definitely has the you can't yeah there's no blending i'm just gonna be honest with okay you. especially with but, someone but 
But my business is being a healthcare publicist. That is Monarch PR. I want to be your healthcare I know. PR. I know, but you want clients, though. <laughs> and, yes. And when you dress the way you want to dress, how successful has that been for you? I, I usually don't. I always dress very conservatively when it comes to many important. All right. So yeah. now we're getting somewhere with, <laughs> with, with, with the evidence. Yes. So, um, so I'm, and I'm telling you, especially as someone who's worked in the health fields, I, I was a part of a research team. So I was in conjunction with a whole bunch of folks. Um, yeah, yeah it's a very cookie cutter type of industry, and those conservative colors, it got to be that the silhouettes and the fabric is going to be your thing. Um, and then when you do like your girls night out or your business, no, not even with your business, because you are getting prejudged by your your industry of healthcare. Yeah. So you're saying I have to stick to the conservative industry and really my lines to play are very small with my friends. And when you are with your kids and your husband, your friends, right. You can, you can be very playful. Okay. (laughs) So it's like a yin in the yang god like even this outfit that i have on i would consider to be um not appropriate for day hours but appropriate for a night event see but i i, I that makes me so sad because it's coming I know. from a professional oh i know i know, I know. Uh, and i was so excited to, i'm so excited to read your book because now being a, a healthcare pr person i want to have that brand of who i am and i've always been reserved that way but i guess now i'm not in a hospital session it just popped in my head um so how active are you going to be on social media very with monarch pr very much okay so. so that can be an aspect that can be thrown in the pile where you can where you can do you because there is a an attorney that i met a couple of times she's an attorney but yeah when she's online she does her i think she calls herself like an alien like she does all her like you know, just girly, goofy, weird stuff. I'm not saying weird as in, as in, um, like a bad thing, but it's not, you know, you're every day. It's, it's funky. Like yes. it's different. Yes. And she like, like, lets you know, like, I'm not your regular attorney. Um, so yeah, you can incorporate that, but you also need to show a couple of videos where that you can be, um, conservative. So it'll, it'll draw the line. Like, Hey, I can, I'm human. I'm just like you guys. But hey, I'm a business woman. I'm, yeah. yeah, you gotta kind of just. No, yeah, and also, you know, for me, I also am a woman of Christ, and I sing at my local church, so that's even more conservative than healthcare. And right. so I find myself in a lot of the major colors that I work with is always very dark, solid, consistent. So when I am out with my friends, they're like, "Girl, what are you wearing?" I feel like it's almost me, like, like dying to get out of the box and that's why i go when i have events that are personal or going out with my husband to a date night and he's like what's this outfit for because i feel very um restrained in my industry so maybe that's why i have such diverse (laughs) eclectic yes (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely going to be some strategy yeah makes sense now why i find myself buying very avant-garde things for my personal nightlife yeah 
you're, you're going to have to strategize like the yin and the yang and kind of just keep, you know, a section in your closet where it's work. Right. And then the however you want to coin it, you know, your time with your husband, your time with your kids, your girls yeah. night and then your content creation half of the time you can be you can be you can merge the two the yin and the yang when you're on um your social media yeah so, this has been almost like a therapy session. wow thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah there's people out there who kind of just like oh i don't know what to do there's definitely like the that was the problem during the pandemic because there were still people you know going to court hearings and like doing zooms via um Oh, wow. uh, yeah doing like house tours via zoom and i'm like they're like i need to look, i need to look good now my closet is like yeah i don't even know so they're like i'm trying to figure it out like what should i do so it's it's pretty similar it's pretty similar you just got to strategize what is for what i know i appreciate i love that you know you've identified that i'm a sporadic shopper i'm an impulse shopper and that being someone who is in the healthcare industry a healthcare executive i need right. to stay with my brand professionally but um, yes now I know why <laughs> I have such fun taste after hours and I appreciate that that insight so I'm gonna work on some of those skills <laughs> let me tell you something and I'm not doing this to like advertise chapter one is going to with you I'm talking about you specifically yeah in shape because chapter one is about mission and you know, notice how I asked you about what is your mission, and that kind of just unraveled and me and had me say, okay, you need to separate the yin and the yang. Chapter one is going to whip you into shape because not only are you going to identify what's important in your life, what's a priority, right. there's questions where, um, you know, where do you want, where do you see yourself in five years, ten years, and then you, you got to do a calendar activity exercise. Like, what is your, what is your calendar activity? so that you can line that up um what is your closet mix in your closet do you mm -hmm. have more professional stuff do you have more i mean there's so many for different women i i gave three examples i've done it so many damn times i think i put three in there right and yeah it's three in there yeah. it's three um i gave three your realtor huh? the speaker at our boss babes and brunch event she would be awesome to have next on because a realtor's life and their brand and fashion are so different too just wanted to say hi to speaker. So, um but um yeah the clothing mix i provide examples and letting you guys know like every woman's lifestyle is different there's one woman who's a housewife and she just wants to look good for her husband when she goes to his meetings as a head fund and as well as you know take her kids on there's another one who's a content creator like there's so many ways a woman is just a superwoman in her own right everyone's clothing mix in their closet is um is different you have to identify it that's why doing a wardrobe inventory is very important that's in chapter one as well but right. like i said um yeah chapter one for you is going to whip you into shape and i, I think it's going to it is <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 gonna definitely shift your perspective of your how you want to position your, your um yourself moving forward yeah and probably get you motivated hopefully it's not going to discourage you because it's definitely personal development meets personal style but 
chapter one is definitely going to kind of just whip you into shape. And, you know, I really appreciate that because I find myself as a, as a working executive, working mom, that I make so many decisions. It's like the, mm -hmm. the, the, the task list in your mind that for me, I pick my personal style less now because I have so many other priorities. So right. It, it, I don't feel my best sometimes when I don't have time to pick or figure out what I'm going to wear to a certain for a certain day. Mm -hmm. And then that impacts the way I speak to people, my body language. And another reason that why sounds I like majority of my clients. Oh, it's so horrible. And then I that's one of the reasons sometimes if I'm having a horrible day, I will literally just get dressed up and wear makeup mm -hmm. because I know that whatever I do today, at least I'm feeling good because I look good. And I feel right. how you present yourself has a lot to do with how you value yourself. Or and how you feel yeah, about yourself. Yeah, definitely. So I, I definitely think I'm going to use some of those tools. And I'm excited to read this book because I'm not prioritizing my personal style. I never even thought about prioritizing my personal style as professional, like professional development and personal development, right. because your brand now is more important than ever. It was never a thing before social media. And now all of a sudden, everyone talks about their brand and who right. are you. And it doesn't matter. Even if you are the most incredible attorney in the world or realtor in the world or publicist, people are going to take one look at you and size you up. That's just human nature. Yeah, we're we're in a camera we're in a camera ready society. I mentioned that in the book as well. Um, so everyone, you you can be viral within a second. You you can be judged within a second. We're judged by our our cover art. We're judged by our reels. We're we're, we're just judged. We're just judged. Yeah. And it's just all about the brands. Um. So yeah, I just just I I just work on the aspects of your wardrobe. I don't want to say just wardrobe because I mean wardrobe is the catalyst the forefront of it but it's really like you you are the finished products for my business practices for someone else they can dive more into branding but i just feel like you are the finishing um products so starting with you mentally and then as well as your confidence in the clothes like the clothing process your selection process what type of shopper you are so that that doesn't bleed over to you know anything else that messes up your um that messes up your fashion system because this section that we're going over right now is is the in-between chapter is called the activity that can mess your um fashion system up which is your shopping habit because if you don't have that in order or know what you're buying or know what body shape you are or what light or what type of mission you're going for right it's gonna mess it up because i can come in you can pay me i can go in but i haven't fit the i haven't fixed the root to your problem and then yeah. you're gonna be like well you didn't fix my problem like six down six months down the line and it's because you bought like over 100 shirts from 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 then well so, um, i will buy over 100 shirts but i do find myself like buying the shoes just because like the treat yourself culture is very bad that just i'm gonna treat myself or now i'm doing where i'll i'll, I'll i created an album in my phone mm -hmm. and i said okay if i really want something and i see it on socials i'm gonna screenshot it i'm gonna put it in a folder and then when i have money saved up <laughs> i'm gonna look things I liked and say, okay, what can I, what can I treat myself to splurge on that? I saw these things because there's right. jewelry, there's shoes, there's bags. There's so many ways people are expressing themselves. Now there's hair, you mm -hmm. know, here, can I tell you COVID? I got hair extensions. They were fabulous. I looked like I was in a telenovela. My hair was down, <laughs> to my but it was a lot of maintenance right. and it got 
tip and I said, okay, Tiffany, how important are these hair extensions to how you right. It was me after having my first um, son that I just needed to feel more prettier because I felt like having a baby, it, it sucks something out of you and you be, have a whole new identity when you become a parent. And it's like finding your groove again. Like, like I know it's cliche, but like Stella finding her groove again is what happens to a lot of moms right. after they have because they lose oh it. you're gonna love chapter two that's my new mom girl <laughs> that's me oh i can't wait i i feel i'm so excited yes, to have chapter chapter two is the new mom but it's it's something else she's missing but i want to get into um the let number three because we're we're like 20 minutes away and i also want you to say whatever you want to say for your about your business at the end so the third type of shopper that i have that I'm about to speak about is, I don't think this is you, <laughs> the bargain shopper. So here is a passage of the bargain shopper from my book. The bargain shopper allows herself to be, to be sidetracked by a sale. A rule of thumb, I often use my client, I, also, I often use with i often use with my clients is that if you if you wouldn't purchase it at full retail don't buy it just because it's on sale if it is if it isn't worth the full price then why sh why should it take up space in your closet be aware of the lore of sales cheap to oh why do i have a typo what did i do here okay because the price of an item is reduced does not mean that you should buy it. You are not saving. You are making a purchase. Instead, shop high, higher-end stores for better quality fabrics and bargains. Unless your eye is highly trained, you can be tricked into purchasing something that will go out of style soon after you've paid the bill. Sales are often a, a sign of poor buying on the part of the store buyer or a merchandiser. Why should you have to pay for their mistakes by making those items your own at whatever drastic markdown? I'm giving you guys game because I have worked in the, in the fashion and resale industry. All these is little gems that they don't let you guys know. If women shop buying sale, sale merchandise, prices of decent goods would get lower. And you would be able to find the items you want to have in your wardrobe much more to your taste. So that is the bargain shopper. I am partially a bargain shopper because I love a good Maxinista sale. Like I okay. will, but I do find find that unless I know that I'm going to wear this piece multiple times, mm -hmm. I'm fine buy it because you're right a lot of times they're not the right fit the right cut or quality material and then i ended up buying it for a price i sh would have you know never paid for a full price and then i was only able to use it once because something happened to the attire when i wore it. so now i'm a smarter bargain shopper i will only do that for certain things that i know you're wasting money and you're wasting space in your closet you know this i have a I have a lot of things in the closet. I know. Yeah, I do. I, and it gets me because I'm like, well, this is on sale. And that's the psychological effect behind it. I'm like, it was worth this. And I'm getting a, a bargain. I'm getting a steal. Like it's, it, I do it for gifts. So if it's something that I know that would be a very cute gift for like jewelry wise for friends, I do that for my holiday shopping. So that's when I'm a bargain shopper. All right. Well, those are the three, um, 
different types of chakras that I am speaking about today, but I have a total of eight in my books. And the top three shopping strategy tips that I'm going to give you guys, well, we actually went over it. We went over two, we went over one. We dived into one because you asked the question. But the okay. first one I have is browse your closet. You have to do a wardrobe inventory, Definitely. which is done in chapter one. Chapter one is very, very thorough. We have, it's like you have a, you have a junk, I don't want to say junk, but you just have a ton, a big ton of black brute bags and you just dump everything on the table and we have to sort everything out so that is what chapter one is i want to see what you have you have to see everything that you have and then we build from there so once you see what you have in your closet you know what's in your closet right you make a budget sheet i like budget sheets spreadsheets are my love language <laughs> coming okay. from healthcare. okay so you make a budget on the if you need if if you were to need more stuff what would be your budget okay so you know, so you don't overspend. And then the third one is make a save and a splurge list. And for you, I would make a needs and a wants list. Yeah, definitely. A I don't need, need, but I think I do. Huh? I don't need a lot of things, but I think I need them all the time. You trick yourself to needing them. Yeah, I yes. do. I do. Sparkly things make me happy <laughs> <laughs> so yes those are my definitely my trick my some of the tricks that i tricks that i um have given for you guys the one for, that's more focused for the ones that i went over but i give some more because my the client that i had for the <laughs> for this chapter boy oh boy was she worse than you um <laughs> she was an impulsive shopper and she would just blow like twenty thousand dollars and then like oh i'm going back in the store again um so we had i i had to have like a strict like strategy yeah. so um I, I have a lot of takeaways from today one of them reading your book immediately as soon as it comes out <laughs> and then maybe possibly taking on your services because i i want to make sure that my brand as I'm evolving in a, in a, I went from a mid-level, you know, careerist to now an executive. Um, yes. I want to make sure that 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 shows growth and progress in the right way, and that my cl show clothes showcase that too. Yeah, the higher you get in certain industries, I know I had a construction engineer. She's like around all men, all men, and she's just like, I'm tired of wearing black and white and just looking looking like a guy. So. One of the things that I told, advised her to do was wear like a plush pink, like a very soft pink and then a navy blue pants. So that just breaks up the monotony of the masculine energy and, you know, just looking like the rest of the guys because the guys look black, black and white, black and white, black and white. That is so frustrating. I just want to take a tangent that men can wear the same two suits mm -hmm. over and over and no one will ever notice what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. and clean cut people are like you look so professional polished right. but women everyone remembers everything you wear yeah and that is difficult when you're trying to you know still be because people will comment on women's clothing all the time it's the first thing they notice especially for well, guests men are not looked at as the fashion or beauty you know, enthusiasts, they are more regarded. I say this in a book too. Um, they are more regarded for money, authority, sh physical strength, 
women are the ones that are looked upon to have the beauty, the style. She has to have poise, right. all, all, all the exterior outward stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd rather this than actually, you know, carry like 50,000 ton something. I, I'd rather be a woman. I, no, I'm, I'm just saying. You know what? I am. I'm, as much as I, I complain about it in corporate because of the, you know, having to make those choices every day of figuring out what to wear and making sure it's appropriate. I do feel that I'm going through a phase where I'm embracing my femininity. And that is an opportunity for me to showcase that I can be feminine and assertive and confident. And that's really where that stems from my evolution of the brand I want to represent with my style too, is that you can be feminine and confident. Oh, yeah, for you again, like I said, for healthcare, the it, it will be all about the silhouettes, silhouettes and textures. So right. you could play around with that, but as far as like the color, that that color palette has to be like black, very white, limited, navy, yeah, stuff navy. in the blue family, kind of slightly the green, that borderline teal, turquoise, not too loud, the darker kind. Right. Um, yeah, you gotta in the tan. You gotta stay in that little area. But when you're on the on the on your side, your personal side, your me time, however you want to categorize it, I do provide you with examples. Um, then that's when you want. That's when you can do whatever you want. What, what do you want your brand to stand, your own brand stand for? Um, but I will more so. I'm trying to bring back brooches. Yeah, so when I have a blade on I've been trying to find unique brooches to show a little bit of flair and color yeah in the conservative boardroom look so yeah that's been my current yeah that's super cute okay so good so I'll keep I'll, I'll be on the look at any links or sites for wonderful brooches let me know um, probably I'm the going to like estate sales when like the older women though it brooches were like very very big or just go on eBay Oh, I haven't shopped on eBay. Yeah, like, oh, I'm I'm on I'm an eBay but type of girl. Go on eBay. Oh, okay. I have not shopped on eBay for shopping. Yeah, I always, just look just make sure you put in vintage or thrift. Um some people um sell their stuff in like bulk. Okay. Like, like fifty earrings and they'll spread it wide on like on the floor you see, but you can't just pick one, you have to buy the bulk. But um yeah, go on eBay. Yeah. Because people more Move. Um, older people kind of pass away, and they're trying to just sell the stuff. So yeah, go on eBay or sell estate uh, garage sales. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad that is a good tip that I will continue to move forward with. So I'm on a I'm on a mission to make brooches cool again in the yeah. boardroom. Brooches and um, if you wear jackets, you can change the button as well. That'll be a nice little cute little you touch. Know, isn't that crazy? How you always got a spare button for your clothes. I always throw those away and I never see them and now I wish I saved all those buttons because you're I think about that I yeah you can go I mean but you can go to Michael's get you get the little coupon sign up and get the little tiny little buttons and okay. go to the tailor and have them switch out your buttons that'll be a nice little flair for your outfits okay I'm gonna have to do that that's amazing yeah I'm Michael's AC Moore um do you guys have Hobby Lobby where you are Yes, we do. We do. Okay, Hobby Lobby. Um, I'm trying to think, is there any more, just any type of like arts and crafts store that has like sewing yeah. supplies and see if they have buttons. 
I'm quite sure like little boutiques or fabric stores and see like ask them, hey, where's your button collection? Yeah. And like kind of just scalp through and yeah, just know which which jacket is going to. Don't just be buying buttons. Okay. Because I was going to do that actually. Yeah, no, know which jackets you want to um, switch out first. Okay. Take a picture of the jacket and then go to the stores and see which, you know, what. Uh, what you're buying for. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited. This, this is so cool. Yes. I'm, now I can't wait. I'm going to have to show you my, my, my new jacket when I find the button. Remember? Yeah, it'll look like a new jacket. Oh, is this new? Oh, no, Garage. I've been had this. Yes. Oh, so excited. Well, thank you. This has been amazing. Yes. So where can the people find you? Do you want to, you want people to stalk you? Do you want people to, um, <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Awesome. So my name is Tiffany Morrissey. I am the founder and CEO of Monarch without the HPR. Uh, please find me on LinkedIn. We also are on Instagram. And what I do is I help people, individuals, entrepreneurs, business owners, corporations who have products or services that can translate well into the healthcare industry. And I help them navigate the complexities of healthcare. So I do that through strategic communications, branding, PR, and really just helping people innovate the healthcare industry because it's so needed. And I want to help do that for those who don't know how to navigate the healthcare world. So yeah, that's me. And I please follow me, reach out to me. And I look forward to showing you my evolution of all these tips I got for fashion tips for personal style. I can't wait. Yes. I work extremely, extremely hard on this book. Man, oh man, it's been a, it's been a wonderful journey. But um, I've been getting just a lot of great feedback. Um, and it, it's time. It's time to pivot for my company, the direction I wanted to go. Um, I mean, I noticed the problem before but i just was grabbed up by fashion brands and working with a whole bunch of model agencies so right um the pandemic happened and luckily i had an amazing business mentor who just gave me the, those thought-provoking questions you still have clients like maybe you should re-strategize and focus on them so that's when i began my journey and i looked through a couple of my notebooks and i saw i did i always knew i wanted to write a book i just did not know what phase of my life i was going to complete it i actually thought i was going to do it when i had kids but the pandemic, I had so much downtime. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's when I just started just writing every every day at four o'clock in the morning. Um, I would just write, write, look through my notes, go through client stories, and yeah, put this. I put this together. At the end, it's I'm I'm a very proud writer, author for this book. I'm very proud of the team that I put together. The the the. Book cover is everything that I wanted. Um, it's yeah, the fingerprinting. I mean, it just solidifies everything about the book. Because I feel like everyone needs to have their own identity with their style. I'm kind of just tired of this copycat type of, oh, I saw this influencer, so let me get this exact. Or I want to look like this influencer. And I'm just like, why do you want to look like this influencer? Like, let's have this conversation. Oh, um, you. There's only one of you. And that's the yes, best. Um, and also just the confidence just doesn't match sometimes because I mean, you can look nice in it, but you, you just like, oh, this is so out of character for me. So I don't feel right in it. So the confidence just doesn't bring life to the outfit. 
So, um, so many times I bought outfits that I thought were going to make me feel amazing and they weren't, they weren't me. And that's Correct. where it's so true. And I, I, you were so needed and I'm so excited that you are having this book published. I can't wait to read it and share it. Maybe even start a book club for it for all so many moms, executives who need to just really rediscover our personal style with personal development. And that's uh, the holistic approach that you take is incredible because it's sustainable. And I think that's the secret sauce that you offer. And I'm so excited to have met you and also just those tips. I can't wait. I cannot wait to go get some, I mean, find my blazer and then get buttons. <laughs> pick, a, pick a blazer, uh, do three at a time. Cause you yes. seem like you're so excited. Let me get all of them. Get three. <laughs> Don't overwhelm yourself. It takes <laughs> progress. Just I'm select an person. Maybe that's what it is. Many Tiffany's are all or nothing. We're not in between. So yeah. that's I'm like, you guys are, you guys are like, like, woo! <laughs> But yes. every, every Tiffany that I have met. Yeah. I love them. I love every Tiffany I've ever met. Not one I haven't liked. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like, what? <laughs> lights. Full of lights. Yes. Plus to I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation series. I had so much fun. I, I learned a lot. I just met her. And she came right on, right on the show. Come on through. If you guys are interested in purchasing my book, my very debut book, I'm so excited. What's your mean? Discover your fashion identity. You can go in the link in the description and tap the button that says buy what's your mean Oh, I'm so excited. Also, check out my website, mean, that's www.meanmiien.co. I would love to understand, what does that, what does that mean, your, your brand, your company? So, mean is actually a word. A lot of people don't think it is. It's spelled with one I, and the word means a person's demeanor, how they carry themselves. Oh. Oh, so, yes. Okay. Love it. So, yes. So that's what it means. Um, so yes, that is my website. And there are going to be more. We're going to be, next week, we'll be back. We're, we're going to have a mail next week. Ooh. So we're going to have a mail. Because mail, I, I talk about mail soon in chapter. So mails don't feel ashamed. Don't feel ashamed. There's a special chapter for you. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next week. And also tune into my podcast because uh, I just released Tuesday the afterthoughts of last week's discussion. And we'll be doing another one. So yeah, I'll be doing a whole bunch of just content around the book. And I definitely want to continue grabbing people's perspectives, their thoughts, their struggles, their challenges. And just insight. It's, it's always good to have a conversation. I have conversations like this. Uh, with my clients, I definitely shared one of them in the book, the the one who had the shopping problem because we did not, we had we definitely had it back and forth, right? Um, and I'm like, I have to share this because everything was not smooth sailing. I had to like turn her down, and then she like had to apologize. So, um, but yeah, I have conversations like this with my clients, and I feel like it's important because this is your every day look you are the one wearing it you have to feel good and it also just needs to be cohesive with your everyday habits and everything else around it 
so i hope you guys enjoyed thank you so much for tuning in watching or watching the replay listening to the replay whatever it is we are thank out and also go follow tiffany thank bye. you bye, bye what's your mean discover your fashion identity a fashion tool by Makara Reed to help you use your personal image as a marketing tool.